welcome to the Health People's Club podcast. We are on episode number 11. And today, I'm all, I've already started this conversation with so many laughs and giggles, but I am joined, or oh, hang on, let me rephrase that. We are joined, Sarah and I, um, with the absolutely hilarious, one of my really, really, really good friends, um, Ben Cooper, who is a dad, partner, soon to be husband, um, gym owner and personal trainer. So welcome to the show, Ben. And male model. Don't forget that. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. Male model. Yeah, Miss you. yeah. You're not putting a visual out, are you? So they won't see me. So I could just pretend that, but. Don't worry. I'll let you select your photo for the <laughs> podcast cover. <laughs> I look exactly like David Beckham, so it's fine. <laughs> um, photo pending. Um, so Ben's here today and we are going to have a little chat about mental health. Um, and the impact of mental of alcohol on mental health in particular. Um, it's really funny because we scheduled this conversation with Ben a while back and we put the 15th of um, May in the diary. And as it happens, this week is Mental Health Awareness Week in the UK. So it seems very timely um, and I'm really happy and, and excited to be having um, this chat with you today. Sarah, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, it's really nice for me to join today because uh, this is my first time meeting Ben. So that's uh, so it's absolutely lovely. I know these two have known each other quite a while, but um, this is my first meeting. And so far, we've had a little chat and he seems thoroughly lovely. When right. I first came on this call, so Ben was first because he's a bit, I'm going to call him like Granddad Ben when it comes to tech. Um, and, and Ben was on the call first and he was like, did you warn Sarah? <laughs> I was like, what about what? Just, just warn her about me. I was like, uh, not really, but I think we'll be fine. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see how we go. We'll be fine. I'll be yeah. We'll be fine, Ben. Can I, anyway. I can swear, can't I? Yeah. Don't worry, Ben. I'm pretty sure I swore quite a few times in the first one I ever did, so... Right, I was yeah. perfect. I'll fit in me, all right. Me too. Um, element yeah. of my vocabulary. Um, so I just wanted to start off, sort of going down to the part of the serious side of it, is um, with a few statistics and focusing particularly on Mental Health Awareness UK. Um, their focus for this week's Awareness Week is actually loneliness. And I've just pulled a quote off their website and they state that loneliness affects millions of people in the UK every year and is a key driver of poor mental health. The foundation's mental health in the pandemic research has found that loneliness has been exaggerated by the COVID pandemic. They also have got a couple of statistics. So I just pulled off a couple, but they're saying that amongst uh, among the general population, 20.6% of people have had suicidal thoughts at some time, 6.7% have attempted suicide, and 7.3% have engaged in self-harm. In 2008 alone, there were 6,154 suicides in Great Britain. This means more than 16 people per day took their life. It's estimated that 10 to, 20, uh, 10 to 25 times that number attempted the suicides. That was just in 2028. And when I read that, like, oh, my heart just like completely sunk. But it's so staggering. And like, it seems like these statistics are like so high, whether or not they're completely um, accurate or not. But like to have a fifth of the population in the UK having suicidal thoughts, I just, yeah, I just can't believe that. And um, it's it's really sad. And I'm so happy that 
people are now starting to have more conversations about it and i i hope that we're sort of going in the right direction that to is higher now. do you I think so i think so due to social media and things like that, and obviously covid and things like that, i think the, the pressures will be far far greater now and the numbers are probably higher and that's only the people that recorded trying or some people want to report it so yeah i was just going to say that actually as well is that you don't know out of those people who who genuinely was able to sort of say that yeah how many, how many people fell asleep and just woke up and thought shit that didn't go well mm. so yeah yeah even more important why we're kind of having these conversations like we're going to have today yeah so thank you in advice ben really appreciate it um sarah are you want to kick off with our first question i do indeed okay so ben um let's get straight into it um what does mental health mean to you Oh, Jesus. Uh, I think it determines the state of mind during the mo a present moment in time. So I think everybody will go in and out of different varying degrees of mental health problems. I've been there myself. Uh, my best mate killed himself. Um, I found him 11 years ago. So I've seen the worst of it. I've been in a bad place myself and I've come through it now and I'm in a good place. So I think it does change. It's not a permanent state of mind. I think it's it's something that varies a lot from person to person. And obviously there's going to be some people with who are genuinely mentally unstable, which is a chemical imbalance. But I think most mental health will, it comes in waves and it just depends on circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of your um, mental health, so thanks again for opening up and having this conversation with us. But um, you mentioned there about losing your friends. I'm so sorry about that. I know that's... Um, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> so, um, but I am sorry. Um, so when we when we think about like sort of what challenges have you faced in regards to your mental health? Um, did that like sort of massively? Do you think that's been like a significant influence? Um, at the time, yeah. Well, I started drinking a lot of the time, but I was, um, yeah, I was. It was hard, but then I got over it pretty quick. I thought. And I thought I was fine, but then it, it kind of started coming back after a few years because um, I found him uh, and he hung himself. But he did, at the, I thought after about a month or so, I was like, I'm all right, I'm getting on with it. And it, probably a few years later, it actually started to, like New Year's was a tough time. I was hearing certain songs and things started coming back then. That's when it started hitting me a bit. And I mean, I'm fine with it now. It doesn't make any difference. I can talk about it. It makes no difference to me. But I would say there was a delay on it for me. Ben, may I just jump in and ask you whether yeah. at the time, um, straight after, whether you talked to anyone or whether you seeked any help? Uh, they did give me counselling. I did one session, but I just didn't I didn't feel I needed okay. it at the time. because so I felt okay. Yeah. I was back to work. I was getting on with the stuff. I wasn't, I didn't feel sad. There was nothing. Yeah. There was looking, nothing. Uh, I was getting look, on with it. Looking back now, do you do, do you feel like maybe you stuffed it down a little bit rather than? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just completely. Yeah. I completely bloked up. <laughs> And just just went to man mode and went, no, I'm fine, I'm sweet. Mm -hmm. That was it. Yeah. So although you had the counselling, did you have did you sort of open up to anyone else who was around you or was it the same? Did you almost sort of make yourself believe? No, I've got great, great parents, great family and stuff like that, but I just kept it all to myself. Because that's what blokes do. Yeah. Yeah. I used to, I don't anymore. I'm pretty I'm an open book now. I think as I got older and been through stuff, the more stuff you go through, the more open you get because the less you care. So, mm -hmm. and the more you see, more people have got it or go through it. So it becomes less of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so you say that like sort of mental health for you is sort of like maybe like a fluctuating scale and that's maybe something that's massively impacted maybe um, triggers throughout your life. But when uh, what do you think really caused your mental health to decline when you were maybe at like your your lowest point? I think I was trapped in an unhappy relationship. I was I was obviously suffering with depression anyway, and that just and I was just drinking quite a lot, and things got like to a real low low. Um, I was stressed out of my mind, trying to set the gym up and things like that, and I, I just crashed and burnt. Um, and I just had to remove myself from the situation. So you won't know this, Celeste, but I've been to I've been to rehab, uh, went to a private rehab for drinking. Uh, well, I've attended numerous different things and groups and stuff like that, and I just had to make the decision to stop drinking, and that was it. And I haven't drank for like two and a half years nearly now, so that was it. It just it wasn't anything that caused it. It was just I went, you know, this is it, done. Was that straight from coming out of rehab, Ben? That no, no, no. I, I was a bit okay for a bit, and I just yeah. then just started drinking again, and it was it's weird because I still managed to train and diet. And then it just be like then that was it. I was just drinking again. It was it was it was like two different people. Mm -hmm. There was a side that everybody saw, which was still working and running and training, confident. And there was a side that was sat there just depressed, getting pissed on his own. So yeah, just to give people a little bit of uh, context as well, I probably should have done this at the start. So apologies, but Ben and I actually know each other from uh, many many years ago. Ben's mum used to coach me football. First off, hi Jackie, if you listen, I love you idol get her on the show um <laughs> but <laughs> you know i'm gonna ask that soon um and then i started to i used to get pt'd by ben so ben used to be my trainer um then i qualified as a personal trainer we worked together pardon that's when you were massive that's when i was massive we were just saying before how my legs size has decreased a little bit um yeah that's when i was doing like a lot of like bodybuilding style training number like 10 sets of 10 squats and stand on the bar anyway that's not what we're talking about but from that point where we we worked together then then you decided to set up your own gym now yeah. from an outsider so someone who knew the ben sort of that what you're describing there like everybody sort of knew ben was super confident just had so many clients just had this aura this charisma cheeky laughing always playing jokes and people in the gym worked and i know still does but got a little cough in my throat but so many hours and so how was that for you ben sort of like still trying to maintain like you just said all of those hours personal training and i know that like you were you you are still but so successful in terms of how many clients um, wanted to work with you personally but then to make that decision to like go and set up your own gym like how how hard was that and do you think that that also had a massive impact in um hitting that sort of low that low point i think it, it it wasn't hard to make the decision to do it once i got the opportunity from a couple of clients helping me saying they'd invest uh i was confident enough to do it it was the stress from it and being in a crappy situation already added piled on the pressure even more so i think it drove me to the point where i was just I was at breaking point i was trying to work 80 hours a week plus view units plus do all the legal stuff plus it was just ridiculous and then obviously the only time i got a relief was from all the stress was when i had a drink so i just then it that just spiraled into have a bottle of wine a night and then more and more and more so but yeah it might it was very difficult it's juggling too many things at once mm -hmm. do you feel like maybe yeah you burnt out 
Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I've been at it all the time. And then I'd, re- then I'd regather myself again, then go again, and then burn out again. It was complete, yeah. No, there was no other way. Well, there was other ways to do it in, in hindsight, but uh, yeah. I don't regret it. I, I am where I am now. I'm happy. I'm getting married soon. And everything's great. So I've come out the other side way better. So and I've got a lot more strength from it. So it's not, I don't see it as a bad thing. It's just one of the things. So it gives think- a good place to give advice to other people now as well. Oh, completely. And um, do you think as well you've got kind of better coping mechanisms for when stuff does get, like, you know, builds up and you, you start to get yeah. stuff work and things? Yeah, I just talk it through with this is now and stuff and I just sit and have, might go quiet for an hour or two or things like that, but I don't really lose. I just try not to make too big a deal of things anymore. Yeah. I, oh, like, I have to remember that it's not that bad. I can, nothing's really that bad, is it? Never, exactly. That's so nice to hear. No, I've, I've completed it, haven't I now? So it's done. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that attitude. Yeah, me too. Ben, you mentioned alcohol. So can we touch on that? Um, you said you were drinking a bottle of wine a night, maybe. Um, that was at the start. I won't even, was, you, won't even, you won't even believe me how bad it got. So I've got a little bit of an idea, but I'm not going to share because just in case it's like, misinformation but how bad did it get in terms of alcohol and what part did it play put it this way I'll, I'll, I'll i don't hold anything back so i'm not ashamed of it so i've the worst i've got is where dom's had to come and pick me up from my car i've been drank a bottle of vodka at six o'clock in the morning so yeah <laughs> that's that's as bad as it's got when i couldn't face going in work so until you've been at that point, that's you can't really get much lower than that. So, I how mean, do you, when you think back to that time, kind of what what kind of feelings bubble up? Um, fuck me, I was good at drinking. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel. I just. I, I feel disgusted with it, mm-hmm. and a waste of time. But like I say, I've come out of it with a really a lot more resilient. Like I say, I've not. I don't drink anymore. I don't miss drinking. I've come out with a great relationship. I'm happy. Oh, it's so good. It's good. I don't look back at it. I don't look back at things in regret. I'll... Yeah, I would love to have not done it, but I've learned so much and come out stronger. So I, just, I can't. I can't look back because then I wouldn't be where I am now. Ben, I think you just said this, but do you not drink anything at all now? No, complete, completely sober. Yeah, 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 completely. Yeah. And does that is that how it has to be for you? You know, um, as in, if you do how I want it to be, I don't want to risk it. Yeah. I joke, I joke sometimes about, well, let's get, let's get absolutely mullered. And I'm like, I, but I wouldn't drink. I just, yeah. I can't, I don't want to go. I enjoy not drinking. I'm all right. So do me and Celeste, so we can relate to that. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah I, we have, we have a lot. And I quite like it. I like driving, mm-hmm. like going out for meals. I just, I don't miss it. I yeah. don't feel guilty ordering scallops and lobster and stuff. Cause I'm like, well, I'm not buying booze. So. I love that. I'm all about the food. Although I say this to everyone, if I'm going out, I'm like, I'm all about the food. I'm not really about the drink. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean, get me wrong. I used to love going out and getting smashed. I was good at it. And before it, it became a bad thing and I had a great time and I've got nothing against drinking. I think it's, if, if you're good at it, if you enjoy yourself, go for it. Mm-hmm. But it's just not for me anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah. What, what do you, part do you think alcohol was playing? Would you say it was just numbing the pain or was it because Completely you could you wanted to just basically not have to face the day because you knew that like Dom and Dom is his, Ben's missus, who's wonderful and high if she's in the background, um, would come and pick you up from work. So it was, was it like to get 
to that point so you it was like you didn't have to go or it's, was it just yeah. like i need something i think it's escapism i didn't give a shit then because otherwise i gave a shit too much and everything was just ridiculous so like if you if you everyone's been drunk well most people have been drunk you just don't care really what's going on so it just makes you oblivious to the world it's like burying your head in the sand so until you stand up and actually face everything that's bothering you then nothing it's not going to go away mm-hmm. would you say you were an alcoholic yes at the time i don't i don't think the term sticks for you for life but i was at the time yeah definitely mm. yeah I, was, I, struggled, I struggled to go a few days without drinking yeah and when I did drink, I couldn't stop. So I'm pretty much sure that's, that that was an alcoholic tendency. Yeah. And what what about how did you um, sort of maintain your relationship with like your clients? Did it impact? I was I was just a letdown. Though. I was pretty open with some of my regular clients, and I hid it very well. You become a very good liar, very good liar. Um, so I hid it well from other people. Other people know and just probably turned a little bit of an eye to it because I didn't realise how bad it got. So, but I, 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 there's nothing. You just become very good at lying and hiding things from people, and especially when you just want to be alone and isolated, you don't. You just anything to just be left on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned before as well about like the stigma of that sort of like just toughen up and be a bloke and like crack on. Um, what would your advice be to like anyone really sort of in your shoes now or particularly like any men who are just sort of trying to hide a lot of their emotions or trying to maybe suppress them so that they don't have to showcase them to other people I think I think you do need to toughen up emotionally and actually talk to people and like I think it's harder to toughen up emotionally than it is to just fucking man up and get on with stuff if you actually try and it's harder to admit that you're in a you need help um, than it is to actually just man up and get on with it. That's the most beautiful thing I think I've ever heard, you know. Yeah, um, same. I was just thinking that. What a lovely way to look at it. Being this, you know, being a tough person, male or female, is really the well, toughness. Be famous to now, there we go. We're quoting on it. The, the toughness to be able to put your hand up and say, I'm struggling. You know, Jordan Peters is going to be on the phone to me now. He's good to yeah. Oh, mate, I hate him. Let's not do that. Anyway, I'm not allowed to say that. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. When this this goes out, we'll quote that, Celeste. There we go. I'm sure he's asked, counting all his money. Oh, he's he's going to be. This is where the true Celeste comes out, and it's like one line is that, and I'm like, oh gosh, I'm still there. I'm still there. No, this is Um, just you're allowed to just be you. Do you know what? Um, No, like, I think that is such a good way to look at it because a lot Mm. of the times when we hear the term, like, oh, man up we go to the idea of what it's maybe been stereotypically in the past and how that's been viewed but to truly man up is at or to yeah to truly man up is to actually recognize and to really step up to your emotions and to actually talk about it that is what yeah. what it really means i mean don might argue differently with me but i think i'm i'm definitely a lot more open now I'm definitely not a romantic <laughs> twat or softy or anything like that, but I, I am more. Sorry, you admit. Dom, I'm definitely not romantic, am I? No. No, see. Uh, <laughs> that was a definite no from Dom, just letting everyone know that. Love you. <laughs> see. Oh, that's, I love that. Thanks. That's definitely, that quote is definitely popping up on my Instagram tomorrow, probably. Oh, Jesus. Um, I love that too. Um, 
so I am going to jump in with, so um, Ben, how are you nurturing your mental health now? Is it anything different you're doing kind of, you know, daily or kind of at work, at home? I don't, I don't buy into any of the shite. Um, the stoics and reading and I don't do any of the meditate, none of that. I just get on with it and just get on with each day. That's it. Just crack on. I just, I've tried everything, literally everything over the years and it turns out that just getting on with your day. It just it's the only way to get on with it to be honest what what about your training though your training in the gym like d- does your enjoyment of kind of training yourself well um, i did I, 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 i'm not gonna lie i have become slightly obsessed with bodybuilding and diet now so i did a show and i've done like i literally become obsessed with that so i pour my energy into that so my i have to be obsessed about something because i've got that predictive personality so now it's training and diet and eating yeah so do you feel like maybe in in a way you kind of swap one addiction for another, but uh, a much kind of yeah, healthier definitely. version? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But it's I a lot healthier. A... Mm-hmm. No, it's like just choosing, choosing what you channel your energy on. So there, I know it's like, oh, you know, I don't meditate or I don't journal, but I bet you do similar things every day that essentially would make up like those set of habits that I might have that would be get up, um, do my journaling, not do a bit of breath work. I go, five, go straight to work. Well, I eat, go straight to work. Eat, there we go. There's this habit. I've got it. It's eat. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Protein, sh- protein shakes. No, I bet, it, I bet it looks quite similar most days, though, right? Well, yeah. Oh, you get up at the same time. I eat. I've got a routine, yeah. It's definitely a routine yeah. my day. I definitely work too many hours still as well, but it's, you have to when it's your own business, unfortunately. I'm not going to comment. What? Well, you're right. You're employed. You get like eleven weeks a year off, paid. I deserve those weeks, Ben. Yeah, me and well, ben, I don't me get ben, those. My ben boss is an Yeah, but <laughs> I don't get holiday. Yeah. <laughs> when I when I'm off, my favourite thing to do is to come and annoy you in your gym. I know. Like little warts. You can't get rid of you. <laughs> that's another it's one. Been that's a gonna... warts you ever have. Yeah, that's, that's another line for Instagram that can go underneath the last one. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to use your term. Let's crack on. Um... <laughs> on that, on that bombshell. Right. So, um... oh, Sarah, I think you had another question. Oh, I did. I did. I did. Um, I just had. Obviously, I've, I've chatted to Celeste and um, had a little look on your Instagram. So, I do know you have a son. Is that yes. correct? Yeah. How old is he? Uh, he's eight lovely and um, can i just ask whether having your son and kind of um bringing your son up has uh, influenced your decision to get sober and kind of live the best life you can to be a, a good role model for him um yeah definitely played a part yeah uh when he was younger i obviously didn't oblivious to what was going on but i kind of i don't want him seeing me in that state so it's not such a very good example i'm a bad enough dad as it is so um that you don't need to add that to it as well <laughs> You are not. That's terrible. You're not. Patience. Oh, no patience. I hate it. No, I don't. I love him, but he's a pain in the ass. It's a bit like me, to be honest. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm all about parents being able to express how they're feeling about um, their children and, and about being a parent. So just say it how it is. Yeah, it's hard. Very it's hard. Exactly. Anybody that says it's easy is a liar. <laughs> someone in work said to me the other day they were like Celeste you are going to be a great mum one day do you know why she was like I've just nailed what the only skill that you need 
And I was like, mm, not sure. go on. And she was like, you've just got to like being outside. She was like, that's it, done. Yeah. And I was just like giggling. I was giggling to her and I was like, I like that because now you're persuading me. But the thing is, is I know it's a lot harder than just that. <laughs> my and my well, sister she... does swear by that though. She's got two little yeah. boys and she's out. She just takes them outdoors. They're both under the age of six. She's like, if they're inside, they do my head in. Get them outdoors and they're fine. Yeah, get them with other kids as well. Yeah, That's, yeah. Piss off and go leave you alone. That's my <laughs> <laughs> 101, 101 parenting on, on this show. <laughs> yeah, just pimp them out to other people's parents. Go play with your kids. Go away. <laughs> Selective, though, aren't you? Not that one, though. <laughs> yeah, not that kid's a dickhead. No, the other one. <laughs> Over the rich parents. I'm glad. <laughs> All right, uh, let's sort of summarise then with giving um, maybe some suggestions for anyone who's struggling. Like, where where can people start? And I know that we've said, like, crack on, but you've obviously then taken, like, some pretty incredible steps along your journey. And maybe even if they didn't necessarily work for you, like, what steps do you think may have been helpful or might be helpful for others? Um, I think you have to come clean with yourself of what the issue is and this whole the situation is that's making you feel like that so if you if it's the same situation like it nothing's going to change until you change your surroundings so you're a product of what where you're at at that moment in life so if you're in a shitty place and things are making you that feel like that and that that's what's had it happening the only way you're going to get out of that is by changing your surroundings or situation so that's the first thing I would get people to do is look, find out what it is that really making them sad or down or whatever, and then get out of it, do do something different or make make steps towards it. It's not that easy. You can't just suddenly up, upheave your life and change it completely, but you can make steps towards it. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's like that quote, what do they say? It's like people keep doing the same things, but accept different outcomes yeah um, uh, go back to training because that's all i do but if you just keep doing the same thing lifting the same weights you're not going to get it better so you need to progress something so you need to change something mm -hmm. change the stimulus mentally it's going to do the same as it would physically you're going to have to adapt to it so exactly oh my god i sounded cleverish then that was weird and that was, that was <laughs> yeah look at celeste clapping great answer um don't underestimate yourself ben you are very yeah. no cut that bit out i don't want to sound no very, very, a very, very, very intelligent response there. Yeah. Yeah, I got that one off online. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was Googling on the screen. Right up on the screen, just quotes, read this. <laughs> What's the final quote you want to leave us with? Yeah, go on, hit us with a good one. I haven't got any more quotes. Can we use Come them on. That's too much of a good thing. <laughs> Don't be a twat. <laughs> well, I, well, we're going to have to... Um, well, I like, I like, there we go. So Don't be a twat. Is uh, Ben's final quote, but also Celeste, I'm going to let you do this because you always word it better than I do. Um, ben, we always have a question to finish on, and it's the same question um, for each episode. Celeste, go. Yeah, and apologies for not pre-warning you for this one. So, so what we would like to know is, um, what do you know now that you wish you were taught at school? Uh, Everything you learn at school is pointless and you learn everything you need to in real life. My stepson's 12. He's going to love that quote. He's in the next room. I don't use anything and I've got two successful businesses 
and I don't use anything on that school apart from adding up. No, there we go. A bit of maths. You've got predictive text now. You don't need to learn to spell. <laughs> so, what do you think? Just scrap schools. They're not needed. Just start. I'm joking. I'm joking. You, the, the, I think the stress of the, the, the emphasis put on succeeding at school is shouldn't be as great. It's not as essential because I did crap at school and I hated every minute of it, like exams in college. But like the stress that some people put on themselves is ridiculous because I've done pretty well in life with nothing that I, I didn't do very well at school. I did okay. I've, not even average, probably slightly below, but it doesn't matter. Hard work always pays off whatever you do. So. Oh my gosh, yeah. And that's hard like to teach. <laughs> I've never seen anybody successful at anything that hasn't put hard work in. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I like that. 100%. Um, ben, thank you so much for such an honest and funny and humble conversation like it's I feel really privileged and I'm so 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 glad we found time to have this conversation I really am I told you you wouldn't cry I know but I, I do actually feel a bit emotional soft ass you need to man up <laughs> <laughs> I am aren't I though that's the thing is I am manning up because I'm being emotional yeah that's what we've decided remember <laughs> it's the epitome of manning up now that's it Things are changing. Truly, as as a friend, I'm I'm truly proud of you. I think like the journey that you've been on and where you've come, and to see you so happy at the moment. And well, I say happy. I'm gonna say content because I fucking hate the word happiness. Um, to see you like just so content and in a really in a much better place, and you're getting married in a few weeks. So yeah, yeah I can't wait to hear all about that. Um, and yeah, just, just, yeah, I'm just absolutely overwhelmed a little bit, actually. Yeah, that's good. And Thanks. it was lovely to meet you, Ben, from my yeah, side. Yeah, nice to meet you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Um, before we begin, where can people find out about you? Where yeah. can people book you? Um, we've got the gym, BeFit Gyms uh, Limited. Just put Hazel Grove Stockport, follow the gym. We don't put much on there, but what we do put on is good. Um, I'm not a social media whore. I don't like doing loads of stuff, but yeah, we, there's loads of training tips. We've got some great trainers there and stuff. Uh, I, if you can watch my rants that I put on there, are quite interesting. They're hilarious. <laughs> They're quality comedy gold. <laughs> yeah, I need to put more up soon. So we'll have to. Um, when I'm, I've said to Celeste, I'm going to come to Manchester soon. So um, we'll drop by the gym. Yeah, there's no, no, no crossfit allowed though, unfortunately. No, I won't, I won't crossfit you, don't worry. <laughs> it's not even a biased opinion, it is what? It's the best gym that I've been in, to be Amazing. honest. Like that, and that's a lot coming from me because I don't really, you know, I'm quite a straight talker. It's, no, it's amazing. It's, it's a good place, it's a good atmosphere. I think I think the guys we have in there are all pretty good. I think they're, uh, the whole, the, yeah, the whole place is pretty chilled as well, so. Cool. And we'll pop some we'll pop some links on when this um goes live so people know where to find you. Know where the gym is. Hopefully not scared them off. Hopefully <laughs> you won't <laughs> yeah, um, don't forget, I look like David Beckham. Oh yeah, don't worry about that. You know I am 100 percent putting David Beckham on your picture when I share when we share this podcast. <laughs> I'm happy with that. You're gonna be you in glorious. I'm going to take a picture anyway. Hang on. I'm just going to take a little picture. I know we're still recording, but whatever. People don't mind. Smile. I don't smile now. Sad. <laughs> um, all right. Before any of you like go off the call, let me stop recording. Um, 
yeah, I really hope people enjoy this one just as much as Sarah and I have. And Ben, thanks again for coming on. Okay. See you in a minute. Bye.